I okay? No. What? 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 No, no. Neither of us are are okay. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go away from this, Tyler. If you go back and listen to the show, here we are. What is this? Session seventy one. Seventy one. If you go back and listen to the show from the very beginning, it's changed a lot. But there is one underlying thing that ties everything together. Do you know what that is? Uh, us. Okay, do you want to expound on that? Because yes, you- We're accident- in every episode. Okay, very good. <laughs> yes, Tyler, we are the main characters of our own podcast. We are the connecting threads Thank that is our universe. for noticing. But what I was talking about more specifically mm-hmm. is me consistently looking for parameters to see if I'm still normal, to see if I am okay. Am I okay? So you use the the show as like a litmus test on how normal you are. That's exactly correct. Now, now I'm going to- Continue with that thread because it's all I know is just screams for help. Tell me if this is okay, Tyler. Have you ever been in the right turn lane in your car and in front of you is a person who will not make a right until the light turns green? Yeah, yeah. Those people should be thrown off the edge of the world. Do you ever find yourself just thinking like, how did you make it this far without somebody explaining the rules to you? Do you have no friends? Do you only travel by yourself? Well, that's kind of like when you see somebody, especially somebody with a lot of money, with a really terrible haircut. You're like, what? there's nobody around you that could be like, hey, can't do that. You know who I'm thinking of is the, the, the guy who's in charge of the Raiders. The owner of the Raiders. Oh, that's so funny. He is the owner that. of the Raiders, and that's exactly who my mind goes We're going to need to throw that up on Instagram because mm-hmm. it, this is a visual medium. Wait, so are sure. we shaming him? Is that what it is? I think we're allowed to shame people who have made decisions for themselves. Okay? <laughs> okay? That's why we can make fun of fat people. No! People who have lost <laughs> a limb. Yes! You've made those decisions. People who are gay. Um, okay. So, so I find myself in my head, not yet necessarily yelling at those people anymore, but just wondering how the fuck did you make it here, bro? How did Darwin not come and kill you himself? Well, that's what I was thinking. When you said, how has nobody explained the rules to these people in terms of somebody who doesn't turn right until the light turns green, right? How has nobody pulled up beside you and just blown you away? Oh, and they do. And they'll honk at you and they will go nuts at you. But no matter what you say, I'm not making that right, Tyler. Mm. Okay. How about this? Let me run this one through you. Okay. You're using your iPad or you're using your phone, okay? And an app asks you to rate. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Or ask me later, okay? I always choose ask me later because I don't want to hurt the app's feelings. Anyone out there? I've I understand the feeling that you're talking about. Let's kick this can down the road. We'll talk about this later, buddy. But there's actually a trick to that. If you just hit yes, it takes it out of the app once. And then once you go back to it, you just shoot right back without ever grading. It'll never ask you again. Well, and here's my problem. If I just put no thanks, I'm worried the app's going to be mad at me. Yeah, I felt that before, too. (laughs) And now it's going to give me a worse experience. Yeah. These things that I like roll on for chance or whatever. It's going to give me the the bottom of the barrel card every time. You think you're getting the golden sword of Cthulhu, you stupid idiot. Take the shoes of rock. Okay, now let me ask you this last one because I feel like so far I'm doing okay. Yeah, sure. I feel like so far you and I have had some shared experiences. I'm not that far out of the norm. I think in terms of this made-up scale, you have found yourself in the gray area each time. Crushing it. Yeah. All right, do you ever take a long, hard look at yourself in the mirror and think, you know... You don't know the first thing about citizen's arrest, Ryan. You're just kidnapping these people. Do you ever think that? Well, I don't call myself Ryan, that but sure, I get what you're you saying. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, you know what? You don't even care about the law. You just want to poke these people while you keep them in dog cages. Mm. And this is probably something that should be looked into soon. Well, Ryan, you're an American hero. You're, other people talk about their dreams. You live yours out. I like I- Davy Crockett. You're right about that. Sure, not as great of a beard, I will say, but but you know, close. I will choke you to fuck. Yeah, out. no, your beard is not made for the mountains. It's made for the city. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's sleek and stylish and made for just you know, it's not for country cruising. It, You're correct. That beard is not going to keep you warm at night during the cold country nights. Well, it is kind of like one of those raccoon hats, but on the bottom of my face. When it comes to braving the final frontier, my name is Ryan, and my name is Tyler, and we are those guys you hate.
Haitians, my Haitians, and welcome to the show that knows that CBD stands for can't buy drugs. To my left, the man I buy my tickles from, Mr. Tyler Menendez. Tyler, how you been tickling? That's such an odd image to put in my head. What Me do just, you mean? Am I coming up behind you at home and just... <laughs> I mean, every cent has been well spent. It rhymes, so you know that it's true, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On today's show... We find the captain of being hooked. And later on today's show, I finally follow through and we're going to talk about that rat bastard, Joel Austin. I wondered how many shows we would need to do before you came through on your promise that you brought up every show. Just the one. But never delivered on. No, I don't believe that to be true. I believe there's three episodes removed. Well, minus the GBIs, obviously, Ryan. Stop throwing that around like it's a big (laughs) freaking excuse. Honestly, take some accountability, you son of a bitch. Tyler, you're not going to believe this, man. You're not going to believe this solely because most of the shit that I say on here is just total bullshit. So, but, but sure, but do honestly, just give me a little bit of, of, of kudos here. Give me a little bit of your heart. I don't know if that's the right word. It you certainly want. isn't. I was up in the air. You didn't help me. So I said kudos, which is a delightful granola bar covered in chocolate. Tyler. I need some, I need some cojones here from you. Okay. Do please. You, do you remember the kudos bars? I do not. Fuck you. Okay. Now, Tyler, here's what you're not going to believe. Okay. Do you remember on session 39, we had discussed a very successful company reaching out to us, asking us to put some of our TGYH stank on their product, Tyler. I vaguely remember this. Do you remember when the Disney company reached out to us, Tyler? I do not. Yeah, the Disney company reached out to us and the purpose was... They're suing us into existence? Well, let me explain to you what had happened. Now that they have this streaming service, have you heard of Disney Plus? I have. This streaming shit. It's uh I really believe it might be the wave of the future, Tyler. It's uh it's up and coming. They've changed TV. Yeah. Which well, is there is no TV anymore. I'm the TV now. <laughs> hey, look at me. Look at me. I am the TV now. Well, here's what they said, okay? Disney has reached out to me yet again, and they said, look, with this streaming service where we're trying to compete with the big boys, we're out there with Netflix, we're out there with the Hulu. We need more content than ever, and we know what you guys are the best at. Do you know what we're the best at, Tyler? Uh, pulling information that isn't true out of our ass. Okay, you know what we're second best at, though? What's that, Ryan? Mashups, Tyler. Ah. Mashup. Kids love the mashups. They do. And what mashups are is where you take two existing things, you mash them together, and you come up with a fun little game, Tyler. Like SpongeBob and Captain America. And what would that be? Can't tell you, Ryan. Okay, I don't. I guess we should probably find somebody because that's part of our show and we should have some explanations. So I'm going to give you the plot of the movie that's coming out and you need to give me the title of the movie. Okay, this is a completely real, not made up game that I have called Disney Mashups. Are you ready, Tyler? Absolutely. I love it. I love I love all things Disney and I do love me a good mashup and podcasts. We're coming together and trying to figure out how to monetize this thing to the optimum level. So the fact that we have the Disney money coming in is a big time deal. Absolutely. All right, Tyler. Now, this movie coming to Disney Plus in 2023 is about a young nanny who realizes money in her love of dance is the only way to get by in the world, Tyler. Money and her love of dance is her only way to get by. What is the title of this movie, Tyler? I feel like I'm being set up. Uh, Money and the love of dance. Uh, I have no idea. Mary Poppins that coochie, Tyler. Mary Poppins that coochie. I'm really excited about this one. I think we're going to get Emma Stone fresh off of Cruella to come, you know. She's going to be Cruella and Mary Poppins. (laughs) Shake that moneymaker, Tyler. Chris Evans was the human torch and uh, whatever that lesser known part was. (laughs) Captain America. I don't think that was it, Tyler. I don't think that was it. All right. All right. Fine. Now that you're getting the hang of this and it's all completely true. Am I getting the hang of this? I don't think you are, Tyler. It's all completely true. Stop looking at me skeptically. Now. And you're part of this, so I need for you to get on board. Mary Poppins that coochie, everybody. (laughs) Just so we're clear what the last one was. Maybe put the kids to bed for that one. (laughs) I'm not sure. Some parental guidance suggested. All right. How about this movie coming to Disney Plus in 2022? 
This one is about the most unlikely rookie sensation in Major League Baseball. Now, you've heard that story before, okay? But what makes this one different is not only is he a switch hitter, but he's a deer? Not only is this rookie in baseball a switch hitter, but he's a deer? What? What? What's the name of that movie, Tyler, in Disney mashups? I have no idea. Bambi Dextrous, Tyler. <laughs> Bambi Dextrous. That's why I had to put in the, the whole. Yeah, just, that's, a, that's a great name for that specific movie. Please. <laughs> it's almost as if it was written to be that. What a weird niche they're going I, for I'm there. telling you, I'm not sure who it is that I'm reaching out to, but I think we're going to find somebody. Let's do the depression. And next. No one what the depression index is, is a machine that I built with both of my deer hooves, and we crank it up to let you know how down we are. Tyler, how are your deer hooves this week, bro? Achy, Ryan. They're achy. Your achy, breaky hooves? And my achy, breaky hooves. Um, I love that song. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah, this week there's no theme. I've just been, I've been down. It's been rough. I don't have any of a free fall time. I don't have any positive message. It's all for naught. We were talking about nihilism. This. Nihilism. Yeah, eat it, guys. Welcome to the new, you know, format for the show where we just talk you into killing yourself. <laughs> uh, Tyler, it's all the rage. You won't do it, you pussy. <laughs> Give me the gun. I'll do it. Tyler, what, and we were talking before the show. I'm going to force a theme upon you. We were talking before the show where you had this really nice run and now some of that energy has run out and, and you're having trouble putting your finger on why. Maybe discuss that with the people. Well, there was a point of like two, three months where where I was just flowing. Like everything was, not that I was perfect and I was happy the all month. the time, but, but, but it was... I was on a on a plateau of happiness, as it were. It's where when things would hit you as they are wanting to do, it would just go straight through you. Like, For sure. Uh, like, like Taco Bell at four in the morning. For sure. Yeah, that one requires a little bit more effort. But yes, absolutely. And now I'm having some some blockage as it were and i don't know what it is and it's caused me to to my my engine to stop mid-flight and i've been plummeting to the ground ever since and how does that manifest itself in your day-to-day -day life um i just don't have the energy to take care of myself i allow myself at the worst i allow myself to just uh waste away as it were and what do you mean by that i'm sorry for pushing so deeply. no no that's okay I, you're just saying things that interest me i i take no absolutely zero care for my my well-being and when you're in the flow what what's the difference um when i when i have the thought of of doing something uh good for myself something beneficial for myself whether it be working out or eating healthy or whatever the case may be you'll get up and go I'll, I'll, it's not like oh my god i want to go do that it's just there's no resistance to it it's I just it. i think about it i'm like all right cool let's go do it Whereas when I'm in the midst of this, it's uh, it's like a, a very, very heavy weighted vest. It's easy to just let yourself waste away to nothing. Yeah. I think we all understand some of that. So go ahead, Tyler. I'm sorry you're feeling down, buddy. You know I'm here for you and I love you very much. Thank you, buddy. But not enough to stop you from spinning that machine. Let's go, all baby. All right. This week, I am at a nine. Whoa! Yeah. One, two, three, four. As much as I love to see your blood and guts. No, that's it. I love to see your blood and guts. Why would you see my guts? It's affecting my hand. There's a mirror on the floor, Tyler. And you're very loose. All right, Ew. now let's gay it up here, Tyler. I don't know how much damage you can get than that. And I mean that in a respectable way. In a prolapsed anus. I read this insider thing on porn the other day. Weird segue. And they were talking about this woman who just now has a prolapsed anus all the time. What do you mean all the time? Because she's just been giving it to her so hard and so fast, like a Thanksgiving turkey. And here she is just flapping on down. I don't think you're cooking your Thanksgiving turkeys correctly. I'm flapping on down to Cheddartown, Tyler. Now, I think I'm finally starting to get it, okay? I think that much like what you're what you're describing, I think that I'm understanding the point of life, maybe. Maybe. I'm going to say it to you. You tell me what you think. I think I'm finally noticing that in my life, maybe you see some of it too. It has up to this point been dedicated to one thing. And what that one thing is, is avoiding pain on a day-to-day -day basis. My brain is set up to avoid pain on every facet, big or small. What's your thought process on that? 
Yes, I think so many of us are raised to to say that uh, if you feel pain, there's something wrong. Not in the sense of like, hey, there's a problem that needs to be fixed, meaning you're never supposed to feel bad. Sure. You know, and I think that's pain is just a part of life. I think you're 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 telling somebody a natural part of who they are is wrong and that'll fuck with anybody. Well, and the problem is, is that you're constantly arguing with yourself and trying to tell yourself that you shouldn't be feeling that pain. The drinking, the women, the baby animal crushing, it all has had one purpose in my life, and that is to avoid my pain. Now, what if that's my problem? What if that's all of our problems? I'm just noticing that in a lot of ways, I've been taking the same tests over and over again, and maybe I will until I pass. And maybe what makes us different in life isn't what we want, it's what we're willing to hurt for, Tyler. We love you, you pieces of shit. This week, I am at a five. Oh, Tyler! Three, four, five! Wow, you had no reaction to me doing that at all. It's almost like I was doing it by myself. I was just wondering, is it pieces of shit or is it piece of shit? I think that we're going to really need to talk about that, preferably not on air. because <laughs> No, of our... we can edit this out, but I, you told me it was piece of shit. And what did I say? Pieces. I mess this up all the time, <laughs> and we will not edit it out because we're regular people. That's the Depression Index. Nice little argument on the back end there. I'm going to kill you in your sleep, Tyler. I am now a nine and a half. Tyler, that's what they called me in high school. What? Do you know what the fastest animal on the planet is to scale? Ooh, to scale. Uh, is it? Now, now, when you hear that, you immediately think what? Like, without giving me the animal that you think it is. When you throw into scale, and explain that to people. Explain what that means. To, to scale, like, if you say the the... The fastest animal in the world is blank, but to scale, meaning as fast as they can get, measurable to their size. Right. So in other words, if a cheetah, which is where your mind would go immediately as far as land animals. Land animals, yes. Sure. If their body is, you know, five feet long compared to an ant, mm -hmm. it you, you kind of do the measurements to, so you understand the equidistant. Well, I'm using math words. Well, speaking of ants, it's basically like when they say an ant can lift 50 times its own uh, body weight comparatively to humans. Which is bullshit because I can lift 50 times an ant's body weight too and nobody says shit to me. It is very impressive. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So what do you think the fastest animal on the planet to scale is? I'm going to say a flea. That's a good one. And they can jump a ridiculous amount of uh, measurements of mm -hmm. their body like we were talking about. But it is... The cockroach, Tyler. Oh, it is the cockroach. Terrible. Because they skitter. Yeah. Cockroaches are known to skitter, Tyler. Well, they've evolved to, that's their only defense is, is, is flutter away. Go away. Let's do Weekend Review. Tyler, last week I repeated that lobster was once a poor people's food. I see, by the way, you're nodding your head. You probably looked this up as well. This is my number one. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay, yep. so what did you get? I got the, I'm assuming the same thing as you. Affirmative. Yes, sir. Okay, what do you got? Talk to me. Well, it says that, uh, this is actually, I found this to be so interesting, because not only did I not know this, but there's a good amount to it. See, this is one of those, like, quote, unquote, urban myths that you hear all the time, and I I've heard it a million times. I just never looked it up. I had never heard of it before. Wow. Uh, when European settlers first came to America, they said that there were so many lobster, they would wash ashore in piles about two feet high. They were what you would call abundant. That is uh, about as high as a flea can jump, Tyler. <laughs> Bringing it all together. They were actually viewed by the people at the time as the cockroaches of the sea. They are the cockroaches of the sea, aren't they? Uh, well, now we view them as a delicacy. But I mean, nonetheless, they're the bottom feeders. They're uh, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, are you saying the cockroach butt meat is delicious too? You can eat cockroach. You can. Is sure. it? Uh, so we should make it a delicacy. Just the butt. Only the butt, though. Uh, it's so hard getting them to stay still. It started to change in the mid 1880s uh, when canned lobster started to become popular dish out west. You said canned? Canned lobster wow. because they you live out west. There are no lobster, so you had to have it shipped out it was incredibly cheap and it kept because of the invention of canned foods oh hmm. and and obviously 
the train. Oh, the train. What a what a uh, game changer that was. I think it's going to die out much like the internet, so, Tyler. So as train tickets became more affordable, more and more people began to visit the New England states and restaurants began to mark up the price. And by World War II, it had become a delicacy. Well, before that, what they were doing with the lobster is they were feeding it because of its abundance. They were feeding it to animals. They were feeding it to prisoners. They yeah. were feeding it to indentured servants, Tyler. Yeah. Award for that is slaves, Ryan. Oh, wow. I, and what do you think the clarified butter situation was? Do you think they were giving them a little slice of lamb all? I mean, I hope they were at the very least pulling all that poop out. You got to devein them before you eat them. And these guys back then were basically savages. Sweet, sweet butt meat. Uh, Ryan. Yes. <laughs> last week. No, no, so sorry. no, no, that wasn't at you. I did not throw my hands up at you. Okay. That was, that made me giggle. I'm throwing my hands up at myself. Ryan, last week I said that there weren't any eagles or hawks in the desert. I, I didn't even look this up to be nice to you, to be nice to you because of how stupid <laughs> it was. I don't know why I said that. Okay. <laughs> so were you dumb? I'm so stupid. I wrote here just to keep it even. Uh, do, do I think before I speak? No, your opinion is incorrect. There you go. Um, I didn't even write down the specifics. There are many different kinds of eagles sure. and hawks in the desert, sure. and I'm a big dumb idiot. I would imagine that's where they exist the most. And this just goes to show you the reason why we do Week in Review is because Tyler and I are full of shit, and we come back to show you how full of shit we are. Turns out, a lot. Very. I, I was actually very close on the eagle one. Eagles primarily live in greenery. Yeah, that makes there, sense. There was a- In the canopy, right? There, Yes. And there was one specific, but there, of course, there was one specific douchebag eagle that had to make me look bad, which lives in the freaking desert. If we could just go, you know, push that thing to the brink of extinction, <laughs> just, come on. we could be right again. And that's what Week in Review is all about. God, global warming saved me. Let's go, Richard Ramirez. On last week's show, Tyler, you said that Chick-fil-A was hurting surrounding businesses with their drive through lines. Did you just pull that out of your ass? I did not. No, your opinion is incorrect. You're right, you did not. I read, uh, I read a handful of this, and there's nothing too specifically interesting about it, but a lot of the surrounding businesses, because of the drive through lines, say that their customers cannot come and go. Why is Chick-fil-A so popular? I know their food's delicious. Uh, and and they support Christian values and hate gay people. But do you think that that really has a big part to do with why they're so successful? Their Christian values? I almost feel like that's working against them in a lot of ways. I mean, that's why I eat there. Ah, yes. The old hetero chicken, Tyler. What about this? Um, I had an idea, and I don't know how feasible this is, but a two-story Chick-fil-A with ramps where the second floor is all just to go. The whole top layer is just a kitchen and people serving where they just have people come up. Now, I know you would probably want to put that on the first floor. I was thinking, why not? Why not as cool, Tyler. <laughs> not as cool. That's just a standard building. That's stupid. So you have people waiting in line at, uh, at an angle? Uh, sure. At an, at an, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. me, what's the most exciting part of a roller coaster? When you're getting ready to go over the, they're like cranking you up. When you just sit there? Yep. That's it. No. In line. Before you've even sat down. Uh, Ryan, last week you asked if you could go forward at a precipitous pace. Okay, sure. And you wondered if you could. Can you? Affirmative. Yes! You actually can. You right got this again. right. Because if we were to go by the first definition, no. But the second def definition of precipitous is done suddenly and without careful consideration. Done suddenly. So, so you, you can move forward suddenly without considering it. Oh, wow. All right. Speaking of- which, a, which is kind of how we live our life. I mean, this is so perfect. Tyler, speaking of a precipitous fall, last week we discussed what Kellen Winslow Jr. was doing with himself after football. Did I find out? Sure. Affirmative. Well, our little buddy Kellen, Tyler, I got to tell you. Don't know him personally. Not my buddy. He is spending years in prison for the rape of a 58-year-old homeless woman. Okay, so nothing to do with football whatsoever. And exposing himself to a 59-year-old woman in the middle of a spring day while she worked in her garden. It's weird that you... As well as making lewd gestures towards a 77-year-old woman while she worked out at a gym. Is he getting older? And raping two more women, Tyler. 
in breaking into the homes of two other women, ages 86 and 71, intending to rape them, uh, maybe getting hit in the head over and over again ain't great, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, or are you just a serial rapist? Well, the thing is, and I know when somebody does these things that are really terrible, and we shouldn't even be joking about this because those, those are terrible things, and Kellen Winslow Jr., do you even know who that is? I've heard the name, but I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. He's a tight end that I believe played for the Jets at one point in time. His father was like football royalty. Okay. So it is a mixture of a life, and this is my own math that I'm doing here, a mixture of his own life of getting hit in the head over and over again that we're seeing causes real problems in your frontal lobe, which is your decision-making you know, processes, mm -hmm. and also probably being spoiled his whole life. So there's a real interesting mix there. Well, and I'm totally assuming here, but I'm wondering how much of the tough guy attitude he got at home, too, oh, which was rub some dirt on it. Don't cry. No feelings. No, you know, and how do you think that factors in when you when you're repressed your whole life? And then on top of that, add in some good old fashioned brain damage. It does sound like there's some real I mean, and I'm not even making a joke here. It seems super obvious sexual repression there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and and he's it, exploding at the seams like one of those Pillsbury Doughboy cans. And he was going after older women. So I wonder what his relationship with his mom with his, with his mom is. And I and I asked that genuinely. Tyler, why do you keep making this more and more sexy? Just chill, bro. <laughs> Somebody get Oedipus on the line. Good God. Um. No, that's it. I'm I am all fresh out of weekend reviews. All right. I got one more, Tyler. Last week, you and I talked about open quote fake meat, close quote. Sure. Did I find exactly what I was looking for? No. No, oh, your opinion is incorrect. The problem is, is right now we're seeing such a huge explosion of the vegan based meat that if you type in fake meat, you're just getting like an impossible whopper and all these different things. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever tried one of those? I have not. I've wanted to. I've I heard mean, good things about I'm it. I'm going to Burger King. I ain't getting fake meat. No, no. Uh, well, not that fake meat. I'm getting <laughs> the other fake meat. Um, I found this on readersdigest.com, okay? How are they doing in 2021? It seems to be pretty good, man. A All lot right. of these things, you, they already have an established kind of business proposal, and they're just bringing it into the digital age. All right. Have you ever heard of meat glue now this is just a little tiny piece of what it is that i'm talking about but it kind of serves my larger purpose here tyler no i have never heard of meat glue okay what meat glue is it is a substance that is made from cultivated bacteria from blood plasma from pigs and cows sounds delicious right delicious you i drink some? it right up right now sure i'll yeah. put it in one of those gravy boats and mm. you can just use it at your own discretion yum 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 yum, yum. now <clears throat> we're gonna need to isolate that because that was a piece of me that was one of a million little pieces of me. Hey, Ryan, I found this. I think it belongs to you. If anybody sees a nipple, it's mine. <laughs> now, using this meat glue, small pieces of meat can be bound together to create a larger, more uniform piece of meat. What's your take on that? So you're gluing pieces of meat together to get a bigger piece of meat. Dead serious. Not, not just a bigger piece of meat, but one that looks more like what the consumer is expecting. That's disgusting. It certainly is, isn't it? Now, in this article that I read on readersdigest.com, they talk about pork tenderloin just as an example, okay? Sure. Now, pork tenderloins naturally come cone-shaped with a broader... It doesn't even matter. They come looking in a way that you're not always accustomed to. So meat producers, quote-unquote, glue multiple pork tenderloins together to create a tenderloin that has a uniform shape and size. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can understand that. Now, if you think about restaurants where if I'm sitting next to a guy and we both ordered the same steak and his looks better than mine, how th think about how all these steaks come out looking exactly the same. Yep, absolutely. Does that terrify you at all? Yep, absolutely. We're eating fake meat, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, lots of it. Which was also my nickname in high school, Tyler. Let me show you why they called me that. And we'll come back and you can tell people about my fake meat. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! 
So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So, what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you can sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You can sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. Sitting and sitting and contemplating life. And sitting and sitting and texting to your wife. You hate and sitting and sitting and that beat is infectious and sitting and sitting we both have erection those guys you hate i think that's the way that we can make this thing work am i right papa uh yeah yeah oh you, you had me at step three profit i mean that's cool i don't know what step one and step two are but didn't say that tyler that's yeah. the thing you stole from the internet yeah. Now, yeah. Speaking of profit, I got to run a couple more of these Disney movies by you, Tyler. Are you ready for a couple more Disney mashups? Uh, I go for it. All right. Now, this one specifically is a little something different. Okay. I took a classic and I and I used some of our our newer kind of information, put the two together. Now, this one is coming to Disney Plus in 2022. Okay. Now, it's about a young Polynesian woman whose life is uprooted when she meets a new man and a new love. Cocaine. What you got for me? Lilo and Stitches, Tyler. Lilo and Stitches. Remember Stitches? I do remember Stitches. Google image Stitches. It looks like he's not doing too great. I'm a little worried about Stitches. Oh, I haven't seen a recent photo of him. Maybe keep it that way, Tyler. Yeah. And also... This movie coming straight to the small screen in 2023 is basically just the comings and goings of a high society family. But here's the twist. Every character in it is anthropomorphic poop. What is the name of that movie, Tyler? I have no idea. Aristoscats. Oh, you're not. You wouldn't watch Aristoscats. That's an adorable name. Everybody loves poop nowadays. Have you noticed that? That's not true whatsoever. I was in Walmart and there's rainbow flavored poop all over the place. Not, uh, yeah, not true. And and I mean about the loving poop thing. I don't know what you get to in your personal life. Rainbow flavored poop. Let's do a different segment, Tyler. Now, what I want to do for Weekly Book Nook, this week, there are two things that you and I have both watched, which does not happen very often. The first one, and I know we've talked about it already off air, but I think we should pass on uh, this review because this is something that you and I are both very into, which does not happen all the time. Love, Death, and Robots Season 2. What was your take on it, Tyler? I, I was saddened by the fact that, and we've, we've, we've talked about this already, as you said, I'm saddened by the fact that it's a, a shorter season. It's not even half the episodes of the first season. And, and what that is, it's almost like a Black Mirror kind of set-in-the-future kind of cartoon series. Yeah, there's a specific word for it where each episode is its own story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. no and I not an anthology, but is or is that what it is? I don't know. We'll cut this out. Um and they're generally dystopian, they're dealing with technology and they each have a different type of art and artist which does every single episode and that's my favorite part yeah each one is animated they're all animated but it's very very different types of yep. animation and it wasn't as good as the first one if you haven't seen love death and robots on netflix season one get over there uh but but it was still great i loved it 
I really enjoyed it as well. I thought it had some really great episodes in it. Now, the second thing that we both watched was that movie Army of the Dead, a zombie movie. What was your take on that? Did you actually watch the whole thing? I, I finished it up. It took me three nights to watch it because <laughs> I'm an asshole. You know how I finished it off last night? How? You know, I had that little projector in my in my room. Sure. That I, I projected up on the wall. I did that in my bathroom and watched it from my bath. Ah, and how was that? Fucking I mean, different level, bro. Yeah, I loved it. That sounds like an enjoyable experience. It was quite enjoyable. Uh, Army of the Dead, it was it was something. It was something. Look, I get it. It's a movie about zombies. Um, so it doesn't need to exactly uh, uh, be believable. But at the same time, there were just situations in it where I'm just like, what? Wh who's coming up with this? Who is coming up with this? <laughs> I won't put you on the spot and make you uh, name any of those moments because I am interested, but there, I had some moments like that too, but just, just the beginning. And I'm not even going to specify just the beginning, how the zombie outbreak, uh, begins. It's like, you're telling you right now that somebody was put in charge of security in this regard. And this is what they came up with. You're talking about the truck ride. Yes. The truck ride. Listen, listen have you ever seen Con Air? That is how you move things of the utmost importance. I mean, that thing basically needed a couple spritzes of WD 40 and it would have just come falling right off. <laughs> Anybody out there? I'll, I'll just go back in. I'm Jeez. so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, I liked it though. In some weird way, I, this is what I will say. It was very nice to look at. I thought it was very pretty, very sleek, very stylish. For sure. I liked that the zombies were all like parkour masters. <laughs> For sure. And it told like a love story of zombies. The I, zombies were, were were a deep character. I liked the story that it told in terms of the dynamic between the zombies and all that stuff. It was just some of the acting was, uh, you know, a little subpar. A little and suspect. Uh, David Bautista, uh, <laughs> good God! I don't, I don't want to go there because he seems like a gigantic human being, and he, I don't want to, I don't want that smoke. CGI, I'll fuck <laughs> you up, David Bautista. But your acting is. Uh, Why do you keep pronouncing his name like that? What's his name? Dave Bautista. You keep saying Bautista. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know I'm French Canadian, Tyler. Listen, I need a break. What do you got this week for a long overdue segment, Tyler? Because I already know it. One episode. Uh, this one, we got a biography, Ryan. It's a biopic. It's a biopic. Oh, what a douche biopic, even though that is correct. Ryan, Joel Scott Austin. Scott? Scott. Like, get off Scott free in life. I love it. Scott. Uh, yes, yes. Um, Arista Scott. That's how, that's how deep I want to go into him, Tyler, my wrist. All right. Now, this is not a visual medium. So I just just to, to um, give Ryan an idea. Look at that smile, Ryan. Look at that million dollar smile. Literally. Uh, he's got a little Lyle Lovett in him. He, uh, I mean, if this is not Hitler's wet dream, I don't know what is. <laughs> no, he's not blonde enough. He's well, okay, they can fix that easily. Thank Lord. <laughs> Born in Houston, Texas to John Austin and Dolores Pilgrim on March 5th. What? <laughs> Dolores Pilgrim uh, on March 5th, 1963. Looks pretty good for being born in the early 60s. So that would make him. Uh, that would make him what? Uh, 63 to 23. Uh, that would be 60 years old, right? He looks freaking incredible. He looks really good. He looks incredible. You think he's had any work done? I mean, they've probably, if you look behind him, he has clothespins just stretching his skin backwards. <laughs> uh, see, I was picturing a marionette, but instead of making a move, they're just pulling on the strings to keep all the skin taut. And who's up top? God? Uh, I mean, obviously, Obviously, Ryan. okay. Uh, John Austin, Joel's father, was a former Southern Baptist pastor who founded Lakewood Church in 1959 in the back of an old feed store. Okay. Uh, that's where you would find God. That makes a lot of sense. To I mean, me. You're going to find something back there. Damn it's, right. It's either that or, you know, crack for a blowjob. Okay. Yeah. I mean, those two things, I think, go hand in hand. Absolutely. And, you know, that really does make me appreciate how easy it is for, for our generation to get our names out there better. I mean, like like I said, this man started a church in the back of a feed store. Yeah, but the difference is there was only like seven people back then. So just finding a feed store put him at the top of his craft. 
This is the first feed store in 500 miles. <laughs> I ain't seen a feed store around here in 25 years. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, so now Joel graduates from humble high school oh my god i'm telling you and that's where he met the pilgrim <laughs> uh, from humble texas which i mean come on it's just perfect it's just perfect i like it he went to oral roberts university back to the sexual stuff i just can't get it with this guy <laughs> <laughs> and he studied radio and television communications but never graduated that lazy bitch what a loser a year after leaving college, he returned to Houston and founded the Lakewood television program. So he took his father's church and created a television program okay, for it, right. which is that's that's honestly, this is back back in the day. This is decades ago. This is before the Internet. This is before YouTube. This, I'm sure, without knowing any specifics, took some real work. Well, it's like the local it's like the local broadcasting network. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Joyce but, Meyer did a bunch of this. But you got to put some work in, you Absol know? Oh, it's absolutely. Not, it's not like just turning on a computer and setting up a YouTube account. Uh, and like I said, this was in Wait a minute. That's a bunch of work too if you want to be good at it. I'm talking about just getting the thing going. Yeah, a YouTube sure. account, you can create 100 in an hour. Right. Starting your own ch t television station, I would imagine takes some work anyway. This was in 1982, so they weren't working with computers. It was like cameras the size of your body. Love it. Do you? I just, I dude, when it's, you say something, I say something. It, it just sounds like we're both bouncing back and forth. It was grainy ass video. Love <laughs> it. I don't know, Tyler. So. For 17 years, Joel produced his father's sermons. And over the years, Joel's father kept suggesting he get in front of the camera. But for those 17 years, he declined, preferring to work behind the scenes. For 17 years, he worked on the opposite side of the camera. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, for everybody who doesn't know, the reason that we're even doing this, you're probably like, why are you looking this up? Yeah. Because a couple of episodes ago, I think seven or eight Tyler just blindsided Joel Osteen, made him his douche of the week because he had forgotten to do one and just took him out. I, having no love for Joel Osteen one way or the other. Sinner! I I said, why are you crushing him? And Tyler didn't know why. Yeah, so no, nah, he was just the first name that came to mind. It was a, I was in a, in a frenzy and I just picked somebody at random. I, I don't want to ruin your whole thing, but did you find something that made him douche of the week worthy? We're going to get to that later. Right? Wow. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go. Oh yeah. A little teaser. We're going to get to that. Let's go. Teasing my dick. Yeah. And man, is it going to just bring to the light everything that I was talking about? I feel like you found nothing in a previous episode. I feel like you found nothing. How about you shut the fuck up, Ryan? How let's, about that? Let's go. It was a little stronger than I meant it to be. Hurt. <laughs> So, after 17 years of declining to get in front of the camera, he finally accepts in 1999, does his first sermon, and six days later, his dad dies. Oh, wow. Unexpectedly from a heart attack. He killed his dad. Uh, or his dad finally got to see something he's always wanted and then decided to go at that time. Killed his dad. Weird way to phrase that, Ryan. From that point on, Joel preached full-time, and not long after, he was installed as the senior pastor of the church in 2003. So only four years later, in 2003, Lakewood Church purchased the Compact Center, which is where the NBA's Houston Rockets used to play. Wow, he bought an arena. Renovations cost $105 million, where they had to include five additional levels. God's a big business, Tyler. <laughs> really big business. Capital G. So you could say he pretty he did a pretty damn good job taking over his father's business. Seemingly so. Seemingly so. Now, he stays pretty um under the radar. No. He stays pretty <laughs> apolitical when it comes to controversial topics. When asked Such as? when it's when asked about it, he states that um he believes the church has become too hyper focused on single issues like homosexuality to the point of neglecting others. It's like, we're so we're getting so focused on these one issues. We're forgetting about, Hey, what about hungry children? Or That's what about part of the gay agenda? Tyler, <laughs> we're finally converting them. Oh yeah. You didn't know that Joel Osteen is on our side. What? Yeah. Yeah. He's a sleeper agent. Good for him. <laughs> I respect that. You think that smile just came naturally. That has been scientifically homosexually engineered to be perfect. It's, it's hiding seven dicks. And hiding them well, yep, Ryan. Yep. 
He acknowledges that homosexuality is a sin, boo, according to scripture, but states that everyone is welcome in his church without judgment. To give you money, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, but I mean, is that his fault for believing his totally theology? Kidding. Totally kidding. Especially if he's being nice about well, it. Well, I, I support I, that. I'm not booing him. I'm booing that being gay is a sin, but whatever. That's fine. And, and I'm with you on that. And I, man, I, I that's, that's a tough situation uh, because of a lot of people's theology. But if you're open-minded to it, I've been to a church before where they've spoken on that, where they talk about hey, I believe in what the Bible says, but I also believe in other people's right to be different and believe whatever they want. Good for you. I didn't say me. I said I've been to a church about that. Don't <laughs> suck me into this. And, and never went back to that church ever again. Oh, How dare that place they? Down. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's uh, he's very much actually he very much preaches about b- what we hear at those guys you hate really believe in as well, which is letting go of the shame. He's always preaching about letting go of shame and focusing on what to be grateful for and what to be positive about. And he doesn't focus on the fire and brimstone and why you should be punished. It's more of a why you should. Love love yourself than why you should hate yourself kind of deal. Absolutely. I can yeah. respect and that. It's, it's not all about hell and, and all that. It's okay, not so about, far you're, ta- you're not talking me in anything good here. Yeah. So far I'm on his side. Yeah, absolutely. But are you ready for this? In 2021, I was 1000% wrong and uh, about my judgment in him of him. And he seems like a pretty cool dude. Wow. And, and I was totally wrong. And what, what, I, when you said in 2021, what happened? That's this year. I was 100, 1000% oh, oh, okay. wrong. Understood. And I would genuinely like to thank him for the learning experience. Wow. Good for you, Tyler. And that is why. And again, we're not trying to promote any sort of Christian agenda or really any agenda. It's just the idea of on this show. We don't just attack people for no reason. We do attack people. But for what we deem is like the people who are killing Uyghur Muslims in China. We're going to come after whoa, you for that. Whoa, whoa. much, Ryan. Jeez. We don't know that that's happening. Oh, so you're pro? Or it's is fucking that, happening It is right definitely now. happening. And, and you know what? And, and let me just add some nuance to the situation to dismount off of this biography segment. And I guess he's married with two kids. I guess that's important for a biography segment. Like again. But it's all a front, Ryan. It's all a front. Um, yeah, his marriage is a, is a cash-heavy business, as it were, with all the dark stuff happening in the behind the scenes. What, is, what do you mean? No, no, I was just making a joke. He actually seems to be a pretty awesome guy. And, yeah. And the thing is, is the nuance that I wanted to bring into it, it's not like I just picked Joel uh, Osteen's name out of a hat to eviscerate this guy. There was a couple factors in it. First, we had said his name already sure. before. And when you said his name, it triggered something in my mind, which is something we've talked about on past episodes. I am against what a lot of these preachers represent, which is greed and and, and conning people out of money and God wants you to give to me. But it honestly seems like this guy is a uh, preaches good uh, stuff on the up and up uh, well, uh, in terms of the stuff that he preaches. I don't know who he is as a person, obviously, and nor will we ever. But uh, I mean, not until I start stalking him. Heavy huh. stalking, Ryan. And, and yeah, so what he preaches is a lot of stuff we can learn from. And I just want to apologize and say thank you for the lesson and not to uh, sideswipe people, um, even though sometimes they deserve it. And that is it, the biography segment. <laughs> He's just not what, no, as I was saying, there are some people who deserve it, like the yes. people killing innocent people. He was not one of the people that needed to be sideswiped. And what we I mean. will put our name on it when we do it, because we will stand up for what we believe in. Sideswiping people who we don't know. You could say, hey, maybe he's greedy, maybe he's not, but we don't know. We don't want to do that. Tyler, great job, man. Thank you. I enjoyed Thank it. you. Got to get rid of them gays. All right, Tyler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I had something that I looked up um, that I thought I could get a little bit more mileage out of at the end of the show, and that's how I ended up with... <laughs> Now, I got this from definition.org, okay? Last week, we were talking about addiction, which we do very often, and somehow it came up what some of the weirdest 
addictions were. Mm. So I looked it up and I thought I got a nice little thing that we could throw back and forth here for a minute and, and see and, how it goes. And people love that because they even had that show, My Strange Addiction, and it's a very interesting topic. I'm really glad that you said that. Have you ever seen My Strange Addiction? I've seen bits and pieces, sure. Okay, that's going to be a real issue because from definition.org, like I said, I'm pretty sure that they were just reporting on the show TLC's My Strange Addiction, so I have no idea how media works because now we're talking about that. I don't okay. know who to cite. I don't know who's in charge. It's all one big cyclical uh, just just bullshit stream of, of words. And we'd like to say thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tyler, yeah. let's talk about Kesha, okay? Let's talk about a woman named Kesha. I think she's very right? attractive. Okay, we're moving past that. <laughs> now, this woman named Kesha. Oh, not the rapper. Her addiction is that she eats every single day this one specific thing. Do you want to guess what it is? The only one that I've seen. Is it deodorant? No, oh. no. Thank goodness you didn't get it. Kesha eats up to half a roll of toilet paper per day, Tyler. Okay. All right. I now, mean, I hope she's getting some fiber in there. I put this one first because while it is very weird, I also could see how it's possible. I mean, I. I sure. Yeah. Sure. Like, I, it couldn't. I don't think it could hurt you. Unlike deodorant where you would imagine that to be just a quite unenjoyable experience. Lots of chemicals so going on So many chemicals. In there. <laughs> yeah, and you know, they talk about it's giving people cancer by putting it underneath their armpits. Uh -huh. What's, what is it going down your esophagi? Uh, double cancer. All right, good for you. Now with Kesha, she sneaks the toilet paper snacks in her car, at the movies, even at restaurant styler. So she's out eating and will pull a little wad of toilet paper out Put it in her lip, chew it like tobacco. Well, the, uh, the, the, Kesha, we love you, baby. Don't, yeah, no, hey, we're not, we're not shaming you. You we, eat that toilet paper. I, I mean, I am kind of, but it's, I'm trying to stop. Well, it's strange. And you know, with those addictions, it's, it's just unusual brain activity. I unusual guess responses it. to trauma. Well, what is, well, I don't know if it's caused by trauma. That would be my guess, but it could just be a chemical misalignment in her brain that says, Hey, toilet paper is delicious. I I'm saying, I don't know what that is. The idea of her bringing toilet paper to restaurants is something that really stands out to me. It's very interesting. Movies I get. It's dark. Sure. No one knows what you're eating. Dude, I've eaten toilet you, paper in a movie you, theater You put before. a couple... You, did you bring it with you or did you just get it there? I cut a hole in the <laughs> bottom and offered some to my date. It's just the tube, Tyler. It's just the tube. It's just the tube. Ryan, you're not hiding much over there. Let's talk about Lori, Tyler. Let's okay. talk about Lori. Lori, sexy Lori, as I call her. All right, you don't call her that. You've never heard of her before. Sexy Lori. Please I hope you're stop doing all talking right. to her like this. <laughs> now, let's see if you still want to sleep with Lori after I tell you this. Since she was eight years old, Lori has been sleeping with a blow dryer next to her head in bed. Okay, weird or not okay. weird? No, I mean, it's it's unusual, but but that doesn't send off immediate red flags. Here's the problem. Okay. It's on. Oh, no! <laughs> Lori sleeps no! with a blow dryer while it's on throughout the night. For the noise or so it can hit her in the face? She finds the sound and the warmth comforting, even though it may burn down her entire fucking house yeah, tile. Yeah, yeah. You want to put that on like a like a lead tile or something What's your like take that? on that one? Um, well, that one... Out of all the... No, you're right. She could just be a little bit more careful. She could just have this exact same thing and just be careful. For sure. Absolutely. Lori, you're a dumbass. It, I mean, there are plenty of people out there who um, who sleep next to very loud snores and just get used to it. So I'm a sure... A lot of people. I'm sure she could find love and, 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 uh, and it's just the risk of burning to death in my sleep is the problem. That's the only way I can get hard too, Tyler. Mm. And luckily, this story has a happy ending. Her daughter has developed the same addiction. So that's a big time win. She has a kid. Let's talk about Lauren, Tyler. Look at Lori finding love and children. It must have been really hard fucking next to that thing. Keep burning your sh your scapula on that hairdryer. Can you just hit the cool function just once? I'm sweating. Please. Do you ever use the cool function? Do you ever use a hairdryer? No. Nah. I use a hairdryer every day. Yeah, I know. I hear it. Use that cool function too. Let's talk about Lauren, Tyler. Lauren. As social anxiety, Tyler. Ah, beautiful Lauren. Sweet, sweet Lauren. Mm -hmm. Now, the problem with Lauren is that she can no longer go to a party or any social event without 
Her furry suit, Tyler. Mm. Can you describe to the listeners what a furry suit is? Well, a furry suit is like a mascot uniform sure. for sexual deviance. Now, do you think that she's using this for sexual deviancy? And let me just say, I'm kidding about the deviancy. You can be a furry fanatic and not be a deviant. You could be all about... Uh, if you're a pussy about it, sure. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, so it's just a full body uh, animal suit of some kind that people like to have sex in and, sure. it, and it makes them feel uh, furry. Well, she's not even talking about sex. She is just uh, would rather live out her life with her fursona as it sure, were. Sure, sure. A lot of fursona. I like How that. How about that? Um, yeah, and I, I, I get it. That's one of those things where I don't understand it, but I get I understand letting people live their lives the way they may choose. I certainly don't. Now, she works on her furry suit so much that she's put off finding a job, Tyler. Ah. Even if she does find a job, probably pretty hard to go through that interview process with the bunny head on. Don't you agree? For sure, unless she finds a job as a mascot at like a kid's uh, play area or something like that. Tyler, let's talk about Trina and Mike, okay? This is a, du dicks? a duo addiction, okay? Right. How, how does that work out, a duo addiction? You just get into the habit together? Sure. It'd be different if they got the addictions, if they acquired the addictions at the same time, rather than these two people just meeting who happen to have the same addiction. Well, I believe that they did because do you know how relationships get better when you do things together? You sure. find something and you share it together. Y you experience it together. Right. That is especially true for Trina and Mike, who have done nearly 7,000 coffee enemas over the last two and a half years, Tyler. Two and a half years? Two and a half years. They were late 7, to this party. 7,000? That's well. I mean, you got all that caffeine. You got a plenty of energy. They to have do more stuff to get going done. up their butt than out. Trina has admitted that on some days, she'll do 10 enemas in a 24-hour period. 10 enemas. That, can, that cannot be good for you. I don't think that you understand how addiction works, Tyler. <laughs> but I'm, I just... That, that's confusing to me. Yeah. It's got to feel good. Now, you think that that's like a mutual delusion, like a mutual, like they're both kind of going crazy there? Sure. It could be a mutual thing, or it could just be that they both attribute it to some feeling together. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that, it's a stipulation in yeah. one of their relationships. Like, if you want to love me, I have to blow this coffee into your butthole. Okay. I mean, I, I can understand that. Although I will say just the idea of a single coffee enema is... Why coffee? You know what Why you could do? Why coffee? You could do, you could add a little levity to this situation, bring one of those little bubble wands and put it in between you and the rectum and just blow it in there. Tyler, finally, let's talk about Cassie. Really giving this some thought. <laughs> really been thinking about it a lot. Cassie, what's up, baby? All right, now let's talk about Cassie. Okay, Cassie, we should feel a little bit bad for Cassie because Cassie's husband suddenly died. Oh, I'm sorry, Cassie. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Cassie in the casket, not very cool. So she decided to cremate the body. Okay. Now, here's the thing about Cassie. She began to take the urn everywhere that she went. Ah, okay. I, I know this one. Yeah. Oh, do, okay. Do you? This one, now, yeah. now, her family was a little bit worried, but they did not know the whole issue. And that was Cassie had begun to eat the ashes, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. But, see, uh, with the deodorant and with all those other things, these are things you come into contact with every single day of your life. So those I understand, but ashes of a person, you have to go digging around in there first and foremost to figure out what the consistency is like, what the taste is like. You let the, your tongue figure it out, Tyler. Chase oh, the rainbow. It has always come back to bite me whenever I let it just wander. That's because there's teeth in there, Tyler. Now, here's the problem. Well, I guess the whole thing is the problem, but here's the, the deal. When this story was written, which is probably when the show was aired, I don't even know how to say that this, anymore. This has been years. She had consumed one of the six pounds of her husband's ashes. So she had to run out eventually. Right? Uh, you would assume that she is now remarried, looking for another buffet, and that is Week in Review Part 2. I can't believe you didn't once bring up my a speed of light uh, factoid that I hit you with and got right. I, you know what the thing is? I just go looking through there and I decide which one is going to be the most fun for me. Go, not only would I have to look up the speed of light thing, I would also have to go back and see if you said the right number. And I didn't feel like doing that, Tyler. You wrote it down. No, nah, I didn't. Yes, you did. I watched you write it down. I just wrote a vague number. And Tyler, before we leave, are you ready for one more? Disney mashup? Let's do it. 
All right, Tyler, I'm going to give you the plot of the movie. You're not even going to attempt to give me the title of it, okay? Uh, okay. Now, this soon-to-be smash on Disney Plus follows a traveler all the way from Central Europe to the Big Apple for the first time. But things become scary when he develops amnesia, Tyler. Travels from Central Europe to the Big Apple. I got nothing. Amnesia, Tyler. It's called Blank Check, Tyler. <laughs> blank Check, but maybe with a different spelling than you're accustomed to. I'm sure there's a Z in there. <laughs> we leave the last Z off for savings. And finally, Tyler. Can, can you say the name of that country? Czechoslo well, I think it's just Czech now. It's not Czechoslovakia. Well, it's the Czech, Repu it? it's the Czech oh, Republic the Czech now. Republic. Can okay. you say Czechoslovakia? Uh, well, I can't say it. Czechoslovakia, sure. Nailed that's, it. That's not a tough one for me. That didn't come back to bite me at all. And finally, because there's teeth in it, Tyler, <laughs> Billy's parents are baffled when the eight-year-old repeatedly keeps thinking that he's a dog, Tyler. What's the name of that Disney mashup? What is it? Pete's dragging his ass across the living room carpet again, and that is Disney Mashup. It's quite a mouthful. <laughs> it's a long title. <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do with the movie poster. I'll put him down. <laughs> Paul, he's my boy. Pete's dragging his ass across. I just really like that one. I saved it for last because I really like that. Very tiny text. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long line. Tyler, great job, man. Oh, my goodness. We've come up against all sorts of trials and tribulations this week, but we got it done. I'm That's proud right. of you, buddy. Um, Thoseguysyouhate.com is a place where you can go and see all of our wares. That's what else, right. Tyler? Uh, now, that's the main hub for all of our stuff. Uh, you can also go to thoseguys underscore you hate on Instagram. Tyler, what is the moral of the story? Moral of the story, Ryan, is we should not be quick to judge people. Because a lot of the time we are viewing the things and our negative viewpoints on things are through the prism of our own biases. And so we need to learn to not be so quick to judgment and get all the facts before we make those decisions. That's a very hard thing to do. It's very difficult it's, to do. It's a lifetime of work. Joel, I've seen you piece of garbage. Ryan, what's the uh, moral of the story? Love I'm, you, buddy. I'm glad to see that you've learned. <laughs> Don't ever offer me lobster again. What do I fucking look like? Do I look like a feudal surf to you? Get that shit out of my face. I don't need your sweet, sweet butt meat. I am a man of means. I am a man of resources. You think you can still get your hands on that canned lobster? I'd take a crack at that. I guarantee it. Guarantee. We are those guys you ate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Yum, 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 yum. Now... <clears throat> Car she blows. Mike check. Car she blows. We are Mike checking hell. Yeah, we suck toes. No, we do not. We do. We don't. If if you need it, we will. We don't. We you're don't, a liar. We don't. I, I'm I'm dead serious about that. No, you're not. Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Red circle. Red. Tyler's sick. You're sick too. No, <laughs> nobody. Don't, don't play that. I'm just more noticeably sick. Don't but play you, that fucking game with me, man. You gave this to me. What? You what? gave this to you me. You can't prove that to me. That's the thing is that everybody has this like lineage of where sicknesses came from. You can't prove that. You and I don't necessarily have the same thing, but we're gonna now that we're in this little room together. I'm gonna call the CDC, have them come run some tests. <laughs> Tell them I said hi. Tyler, I bought a new iPhone cable because the one in my car broke. Yeah, they do that. How crazy is that, right? What are the chances of my iPhone wire breaking? Pretty good. Seems unlikely to me. <laughs> yeah, you don't become the first wor the world's first trillion dollar company by making products that last forever. They probably made like a quarter of a billion off of me buying cables alone. Mm -hmm. But here's what I don't understand, okay? It said on the package 0.5M. Okay, 0.5 M. So I took it out of the package and bro, the thing is so tiny. It's so much smaller than you would think that it would be. Do you know what I'm saying? Somber story. Well, but you know, my, my situation is why don't they just put the actual length on the box? 
You tell me it's 0.5 M, I take it out. It's the size of my shoestring once it's already laced. 0.5 M, that's one and a half feet. That's ridiculous. Just tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. That is them telling you what it is. You a meter is three feet. I'm worried about this. Do you notice? Yeah. yeah Have I brought f- it up? You fidget with it a lot. Hi, everybody. How are you? Tyler and I are on a wing and a prayer today. And something that I also want to talk about here on our pregame where we're warming up. Tyler, tell, tell the people how you're feeling today. Come on, man. Give them your little shimmy stuff. I feel great. That's actually, that's actually a lie. I don't feel great. I'm, I'm in the throes of depression and I'm physically ill on top of it. The universe has got a great sense of humor, Ryan. I haven't picked up on it yet. But speaking of a great sense of humor, my son and I watched a movie last night, a classic the boy and I watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So good. So good. And luckily now, I am proud to say that we have both seen a an, an adult man's flaccid penis together. So I think that's ah, a real... Ah, yes. I think that's a real growing moment. It's a, a, in every relationship. <laughs> it's a, a bonding experience, I'd say. I don't know if growing is the right term. Perhaps my verbiage was not on point. You uh, you also specified flaccid, so definitely not uh, growing up. Do you know why? Because I believe, I guess in that circumstance, an erect penis would be much worse. So much worse. Now, you're right, but I just mean in regular life, seeing an adult man's flaccid wiener is way more off-putting than seeing an erect penis. Do you yeah, agree? Yeah, but if I remember correctly, that guy's got a schlong on him. Good, good for him. Uh, I've seen Schlongier, if that's okay. But I uh, I just find it to be disconcerting. All of a sudden, here I am. I mean, they really catch you off guard with that. Doesn't he have that like famous story where he's been going up to women and saying, hey, I bet your mom's seen me naked. I didn't know that. That's pretty great. I've heard a story where it, it, that's his his kickoff line with women. Hey, I bet your mom seen me naked. Kind of like that Bill Murray story. I don't know if it's real or not. I want it to be. Or just an urban legend. I'm not totally sure. Oh, that's the equivalent of that uh, that joke that uh, Neil Armstrong used to tell. Where it's like you used to tell really cheesy moon jokes. And then when people would look at him weird, he'd be like, oh, you had to be there. You're a dick, Neil Armstrong. Oh, that, I mean, that's great. Man. I think we can all agree. Neil Armstrong, you're a dick. He dead. We're fl- is he dead? Yeah. Yeah, he died. Arm weak. <laughs> Let's do the show. That man's an American hero. Buzz Aldrin will come in here and just beat you to death. And that's why we planted him so we could grow many more. He's on the wrong side of the grass, Tyler. Boo! 